Fourteen years after Brian Burrow's rise to power, the recently widowed Harold and Kaylin begin a tender courtship. But it falls apart when she learns of Harold's allegiance to King Brian. The reign of Brian ends when he is slain by Viking invaders during the historic Battle of Clontarf. Though Brian Boru decisively won the battle, staving off further Viking raids, his death made it a pyrrhic victory for the Irish. In the ensuing peace, Harold the Norseman and Caelin the Celt put their differences aside and wed happily. In 1167, a century after the Norman conquest of England, King Henry II sets the stage for the annexation of Ireland by England. King Henry himself belongs to the Plantagenet dynasty from Anjou in France. Henry allows one of his magnates, the clever, calculating Strongbow, to carve out English settlements in Ireland. Rutherford captures this turbulent transition by introducing a young Welsh soldier of Flemish descent named Peter Fitzdavid, who sails to Ireland with Strongbow. Peter befriends a Dublin family descended from Caelin. The patriarch is a married priest with children, practices not uncommon for a priest in the Celtic-Irish church. Peter is intrigued by Con's attractive daughter, Fenula. She doesn't hesitate in sparking a brief affair with a well-mannered soldier from England. Their trysts end after Strongbow asks Peter to recruit her as a spy, and Fenula unwittingly provides information leading to a humiliating defeat for the High King, one of many blows lying in store for the Irish at the hands of a powerful new master. In 1171, King Henry travels to Ireland personally, accompanied by 4,500 troops, for the purpose of reminding Strongbow that no matter how many victories he scores, he must always submit to the king. After the English victories in Ireland, the Pope sends a letter of congratulation to King Henry, commending him for his military triumphs in subduing the Irish. The Pope makes it clear to Irish clergymen that their kinsmen have won no favour with Rome. In the ensuing years, the King rewards his English invaders with copious amounts of Irish property. Peter is eventually granted ownership of Fenula's family estate in reward for two decades of loyal service to the Crown. In a scene depicting the anguish of these transactions, Fenula demands that Peter allow her brother to continue living on the land that has been in their family for hundreds of years. Peter is unmoved, and agrees to let her brother remain only if he pays timely rent. Now married to an O'Byrne, she warns Peter that her children may one day come down from the hills and seize the land that is rightfully theirs. By 1370, the English in the Dublin region are living in a state of constant friction with the Irish in the hinterland. Rutherford illustrates this in a suspenseful vignette involving the tiny but strategically located fishing village of Dalkey. Nearby, the Justicia in Dublin has installed John Walsh's family at the ancient castle of Carrick Mines to create another English stronghold against Irish resistance. Rumour spreads that the O'Burns are planning a raid on Carrick Mines. The warning travels to the Justicia, who convenes a group of advisers that includes Walsh as well as Doyle of Dublin, who made a fortune in the wine trade. Doyle proposes that Carrick Mines be fortified with troops, including the only squadron stationed at Dalkey, to set a trap for the O'Burns. In reality, Doyle has secretly plotted to create this diversion. While a staged minor scuffle ensues at Carrick Mines, Dalkey is left unattended. This gives Doyle, the descendant of Danish pirates, a tantalising opportunity for smuggling, 
Colluding with other residents of Dalky, he unloads the valuable cargo of three ships under the cover of night, thereby avoiding massive tariffs. The fifteenth century in England is marked by the Wars of the Roses, bloody feuds between rival branches of the Plantagenet royal house. Though the wars culminate in 1485 with mortal defeat for Richard III and victory for Henry Tudor, an Anglo-Irish faction continues to back the Yorkist cause. They crown a young pretender who claims to be the Earl of Warwick as the new King of England, and set sail for England plotting to topple King Henry. The disastrous results only lead to further subjection in Ireland, which is divided between those living within the Pale, Dublin's surrounding counties dominated by the English, and the more Irish world beyond the Pale. Through interlocking plots we follow the lives of four sixteenth-century families, the Tidies, the Walshes, the Doyles, and the O'Burns. For those within the Pale...